to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. And all the way back from Genesis chapter 3, God put hope in creation of a day that he was going to correct all the problems. Not only did he put that hope in the heart and in the essence of all creation, and whereas creation is groaning for that day. Verse 22, we know that the whole creation groans with labor pains and birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for redemption of our body. Look at this. God put something inside of us as believers that we groan inside of us. We, we're with labor pains. There's something in me and something in you that can't wait until God comes back for us. And that's why my hope ought to be not only in the glory that shall be revealed, but my hope ought to be in the liberation of creation and the liberation of humanity. The humanity is groaning and so am I and so are you groaning within ourselves for the day. There's a hope in inside of us that we probably didn't even understand it to be hope but our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on his name I'm looking and hoping within myself for the day that creation is redeemed and liberated but also for the day that I myself and all of humanity is liberated from the curse of sin that was put upon us all the way back in Genesis chapter 2. So we ought to hope for the liberation of humanity. For God has connected it all together that we are all in this together. So out of the ground we were created and and the ground was cursed and man was cursed and the beasts were cursed and everybody was cursed. But we're looking forward. There's hope deposited in us from God. God has put it in us. He's put it in creation that even creation is saying, I can't wait until God comes and redeems man. I can't wait until God comes and sets things back in order. And the more we see the ugliness of sin manifesting itself even in days like now when the ugliness of diseases are spreading across the land because even diseases like COVID-19 is just a manifestation of sin in the earth because in the garden there was no sin. In the garden there was no viruses. In the garden there was nothing that was destroying what God had created but soon as sin came in everything that God had created began to corrode, began to decay and so the earth began to decay and I know that you want to recycle and I know that you want to hug on trees and I know you want to try to save this earth but ain't no saving of this earth. Sin is going to take it all the way down. Sin is going to corrupt it all the way 
way down. It's going to keep on decaying until Jesus comes and redeems it for himself. And for mankind, I know you've got hope in mankind that he's going to do the right thing. But I'm going to tell you right now that man will disappoint you over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter who you put in the White House. It doesn't matter who you got sitting on this board or on this council. It's going to keep on going down until God redeems it to himself. Man is not the hope that we have to have. Our hope has to be in God himself. We've got to place our hope in the right place. We've got to put our hope in the liberation of creation. Put our hope in the liberty and the liberation of humanity. So even, like I said, until that happens, we're just going to keep on seeing the ugliness of sin, not only in diseases, but you're going to see the ugliness of sin and racism. And you're going to see the ugliness of sin and violence. And you're going to see the ugliness of sin. And I know right now everybody wants to get on the bandwagon and, and say everything is negative and all on, on, on those who are of color. But guess what? You got sin in people of color too. Amen, Jesus. It ain't just white people that do things wrong. Black people do things wrong. Asian people do things wrong. Hispanic people do things wrong. People of every color do things wrong and and have evil bound up in their heart because a heart when we're born into this world is desperately wicked and who can know it but God and and but God gave his life so that he could redeem it he gave his life so he could turn it all around and so he gave his life but all we're witnessing all we're seeing right now this is just the ugliness of sin it's just the ugliness of sin that we're what we're seeing right now and that sin is running through every color and every creed and and every man woman boy and girl sin is running through them all and so we ought to be hoping for the day that God comes back and collects those that belong to him and we ought to be hoping that on that day when he comes back that I'm among the number and you don't just have to hope you can put some things in place to make sure that I've got blessed assurance that when he comes I'm going home to be with him myself and so in this text it's just enthusiastic to me that God has already deposited places for us to put our hope and we can put our hope in the glory that shall be revealed in us. We can put our hope in the liberty and the, of creation and humanity. But finally in the text, I believe that we can put our hope and we can hope for what we do not see. Watch this. Verse 24 says this. It says, for we were saved in this hope. Our salvation, we were saved in this hope. And so we ought to be hoping for what we were saved in. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. The whole process of our salvation. God sending his son into the world. The whole process was put in place that we might hope in what we can't see. God sent Jesus into the world. He sent him into the world so that we could have hope in what we could not see. When Jesus came and lived a perfect life without sin, he came and lived that life so that we could have hope in what we cannot see. When he suffered and bled and died, 
on Calvary's cross. He died so that we can have hope in what we cannot see. Lord, have mercy. When the gospel was preached to you, you believed the word of God so that you could have hope in what you could not see. When you went to the water and you got baptized as a testimony that you had already given God your life and you had been united with him in death, in burial, and in resurrection, all of that process was so that you could have hope in that which you could not see Lord Jesus and watch this and even when he comes back for us the whole process the whole process of us repenting of sin placing our faith in him the whole thing all of it is so that we can have hope in that which we could not see Lord have mercy so we were saved in this hope the whole workings of our Salvation was so that we could have hope in that which we could not see. Lord, have mercy. Why do you hope in what you already see? Why are you hoping that you can get a car like your neighbor? Why are you hoping that you can live in a house like you've seen in a magazine? That stuff you see. Everything you see is temporary. But the things that are invisible, those are the eternal things. Lord Jesus, I'm trying to help somebody here on this morning because I want to put your hope in something that's going to last forever I don't want you to just be hoping in something that's going to last you for 5 or 10 years no, put your hope in things eternal Lord have mercy, put your hope in the things that you can't see all of what God did all of what we hope in Lord have mercy, we were saved in that kind of hope and so why are we hoping in what we see I like this part, he says if we hope in what we see it's, it's just temporary. Watch this. There's two, two things, two, two conditions that, that hope in what we do not see require. Okay, two things that it requires. One, uh, when you hope in what you cannot see, it, that hope, watch this, uh, causes you or allows you to wait eagerly. Lord have mercy. Um, when you when you hope in what you see, you don't have to be so patient. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But when you hope in what you cannot see, Lord God, um, you you can eagerly wait. You can wait with enthusiasm and excitement. I remember so many years ago uh, when my at, at at the time girlfriend, but now wife, would tell me she was coming over. Now, you got to understand that I lived in Prince George's County and she lived in Calvert County. And when, when she told me she was coming from all the way from Calvert County uh, and she was coming, Lord Jesus, I, 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 my hope was way up here. I was hoping, Lord Jesus, that I would see her soon and watch this. And in the process of my hope, as I was hoping, my hope was way up here. I was excited and I was enthusiastic because she said she was coming. And so I would walk in front of the window and I was waiting and with eagerness and high expectation because I knew if she said she was coming, I knew she was coming. And so I was eagerly waiting, Lord Jesus. And I was excitedly waiting. I wouldn't let nothing interrupt me. I wouldn't let nothing distract me. It didn't matter if the phone rang. It didn't matter if this happened or that happened. I was keep my eye peeled on the window because I knew she was coming. Lord have mercy. And I'm trying to help somebody here because 
not with just my girlfriend, now my wife, but Jesus, when he told me he's coming back for me, Lord God, I've got more hope in the fact that he's coming back for me. I've got more hope in resolution because I know he's coming back for me, Lord Jesus. And so I'm eagerly waiting with great expectation because I know if he said he's coming, he's coming. Can I help somebody this morning? I don't know what you've been hoping for, but I want to encourage you today in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of hellfire, in the midst of all of your mess, I want you to hope and put your hope in what you do not see. Because first of all, it'll allow you to wait eagerly. But second of all, Lord have mercy. The text says that as you wait, but if you hope for what you do not see, not only do we eagerly wait, for it but we got to wait with perseverance you've got to be patient in your waiting it might not come when you want it but I guarantee you he'll be right on time you've got to wait with patience I know that you want Jesus come back quickly Lord Jesus I'm tired of all this mess I'm tired of what people are doing I'm tired Lord of the racism I'm tired of following the reports I'm tired of the quarantine I'm quiet I'm tired Lord of all the hell this world has put me in but I'm hoping in what I can't see and so since I'm hoping in what I can't see I know distractions are going to come to cause me to believe that you're not coming back for me but I've got to wait with perseverance I've got to wait with patience I've got to be patient and wait till you come because when I put my hope in what I can't see as long as you told me it was going to be I'm guaranteed I'm secure I can wait until my change comes I can wait through pandemic I can wait beyond them getting a vaccine I can wait if they don't get a vaccine I can wait while they're killing people on the street I can wait while I ain't getting justice I can still wait because my God said he's coming for me if you want to put your hope in a good place put it in the place where the Lord said this is what I'm going to do he's already let us know I'm going to glorify you put your hope in the glory that yet shall be revealed you shall not be what you look like now but the glory of the Lord is going to enrapture you it's going to encapsulate you put your hope in that put your hope in the day that he liberates your flesh when this flesh has no more limitations when he sanctifies your body 
and glorifies your mortal flesh. Put your hope in the day that he redeems the wickedness that's on this earth. Put your hope in the liberation. Even creation is groaning for it. You ought to hope in the day that God sets things aright. Put your hope finally in what you can't see. Because what you can't see is eternal. Those things you see, they're temporary. But what you cannot see is eternal. Put your hope in those things. The things that God has already said, I'm going to provide for you. And then your hope is not a futile, empty, aimless hope. No, what I'm trying to say this morning is have your hope directed where God has put it for you. God has divinely orchestrated life so that we can hope in the things he provides. That's why even the sinner runs around trying to find some way to satisfy that craving that's in them. Because there's a hope in them that things will get right. See, sin causes me to be uncomfortable with this world that I'm living in and there's a God-sized hole in my heart. As an unbeliever, it's going to be a, a, a hole that only God can feel. And you can try to fill it up with everything else. But guess what? All of that is a process that God is, has put in us a hope for him. But we're trying to hope in this and hope in that. And even when we get it, we find out, wow, that wasn't, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You hoping for money? You get money, then oh man, this not, this this not, this not satisfying. I, I'm, I'm not satisfied with the money. Well, I, I hope I get married one day. Get married, then you can't stand the person you married to. You try and get rid of them. So oh, man, I man, I hope I was hoping for a good husband. I didn't get that. And you hoping for a house, and and you get the house, and the, the roof leaks, and the pipes leak, and you gotta fix the carpet. And, Man, why did I even hope for this? So that's, those are shallow hopes. Those are hopes that God may not have necessarily had for you. But the greater hope, I'm trying to point us to a higher and holier hope. The greater hope is the things that God has already said. Hey, this is what I'm going to do for those who trust me. If you repent of your sin and put your faith in me, watch this. He says, now you can hope in, you can, you can, put, you can put this in the bank. You can go to the bank with this. I'm coming back for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm coming back and I'm going to receive you to myself. He said, hope in that. Put, put your hope in that. Even when he was getting ready to leave, he told his disciples, you, you, y'all can hope in that. And so <clears throat> their hope was for the day that the Lord would come back for them. And for every believer, we are hoping for that day. Our hope is in the resurrection and the reconnecting of us with God. When we get reconnected to our Father and all the wickedness of this world is behind us. When the wicked, as the old folks say, shall cease from troubling. When the weary shall
shall be at rest. We're hoping for that day that we get to be glorified with the Father, become one with Him. No more hurt, no more shame, no more sickness, no more disease. In fact, you know, it's, it, it, that day, it's not even any more darkness, no more darkness. No need for a son, S U N, because the S O N is going to provide all the light that we need because He is the light of the world. And I tell you today, I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your hurt is. I don't know what your pain is. But I want to encourage you today put your hope in God and in the things that He has prepared for us. You can never go wrong. And you might say, well, preacher, I, I can't see salvation. I can't see heaven. Well, that's why we need to hope in the things you cannot see. You can't see it. It's eternal. It's an eternal place. You ought to put your hope in that. God's already worked out the plan. He's already paid the price. You don't have to pay anything. Pay, price is already paid. It's, it's free. Salvation is a free gift. Now, it wasn't, it was it, it cost him his life, but it won't cost you or I. It didn't cost you or I anything. He provides it as a free gift. So all you need to do, repent of your sin, turn away from it. God, I don't, I don't want to live a life that displeases you. Place your faith in him. God, I trust you for my eternal future. I trust you. I'm hoping and I'm putting it all in you. Trust him. He says, if you repent of your sin and place your faith in me, I'll give you life. I'll give you eternal life. Because life is in my son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. So once we've got and we've accepted Jesus in our heart, repented of our sin, placed our faith in him, he says, then you will be saved. I'll save you. From the judgment that is yet to come, I'll save you from the wrath that is yet to come. I'll save you from the worst that is yet to come. That's where you ought to put your hope. Not in just this mediocre things of this world. All this is passing away. It's passing away every day. Every day. Economies broken. Diseases everywhere. It's falling away. But you can have security in Jesus Christ. Give him your heart. Give him your life. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, thank you for the word of God today. Thank you for this occasion. I pray, God, that your spirit is speaking and moving in the hearts of your people. God, there's so much going on in this world, so many distractions that would distract us from what you divinely ordained us to put our hope in. God, I'm praying that your children today would refocus their hope in what is worth hoping for. Even if we hope for a new president, that's just four years, eight at the most, then we back to the same thing again. That's just temporary. Even if we hope for the pandemic to be over, the pandemic is over and then there's another flu season or another this or another that. That's temporary. Lord, I'm praying that you cause us to not be distracted by the sinful issues of this life, by the destructive natures of sin, 
but that we would put our hope in you. For in you, there is everlasting life. Save someone, God, by your grace. Keep them by your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in Kingdom Building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.